0: Jesus. Amen. Boy, more and more, you know, sometimes, you know, we can get deep into things and forget about the most simple, not simple, I don't know if you use the word simple, but uh, a thing in our life is is our relationship. That's the most important thing to God is first and foremost is my relationship between me and God. That's number one. When my relationship between me and God is first, that means before my wife, before my kids, before my church, or our church. You don't want uh, It's got to be. It's got to be that order, because if it's not that order, then that opens the door for discouragement and all kinds of things. And how many know that God is trying to free us? to free us to live in the kingdom, this great and marvelous kingdom that he has prepared for us 2,000 years ago, a great life to live. And it's in Christ Jesus. So he's teaching us. He's teaching us to walk with him. Amen. It's good to walk in him. It's good to have his presence, a good presence here today. I don't know if you feel it. I know I do. And I'm enjoying it, you know. And uh, it's... And that's what we're doing in this prayer before church. We want to see God, uh, a cultivation of his presence stronger and stronger. And, you know, he never disappoints those that are hungry for him. And so we're so thankful for those that have come out for prayer this morning. We appreciate it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Tony, can you turn to the first scripture? The psalmist writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is a song that we used to sing in our earlier days. Kind of miss those earlier days in a sense. We used to sing a lot of scripture songs. And I wish we could get back to some of those. Where are these musicians? Come on, make some songs with the word. You know, and it's powerful because it teaches us the word, teaches us the word. And and, uh, it's just, anyways, that's. Thinking about that, but I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear thereof, and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. It's a wonderful psalm that we used to sing. So uplifting. And I believe part of the reason it's so uplifting, well, first of all, it's the word of God. But second of all, it takes the attention for us to put upon the Lord. Our focus on the Lord. And you can't go wrong when your focus is on the Lord. And like in verse 3, it says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's magnify the Lord with me. Magnify, I like what the Young's literal translation said about it. It says, ascribe ye greatness. You know what I mean? We, that's what we are. We, we want to declare when we magnify him, we want to declare his greatness. So many times we get away from looking at seeing his greatness. Nobody could have done what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. What a plan. What an amazing plan. I was thinking about this morning, you know, and it's, it's a reality that he didn't just die for us, but he died as us. The Bible teaches, I believe. He says we are, he was crucified, and we were crucified with him. He died. Bible says that we died with him. He was buried. The Bible says we were buried with him in baptism. He was quickened. Bible says we were quickened, made alive. He was raised, and we were raised. And he was seated at the right hand of the Father. Bible says that we are seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, took us there to a place that we could not be. We could think earthly or we could think the reality of where we live. Our home, that's right, our home is heaven, whether we realize it or not. That's our home. Okay, we can leave home, okay? We can leave home and travel on the earth, but that's not our home. Our home is in heaven. It's a great place. It's a great place. Oh, magnify the greatness, his greatness of what he did and our lives where he took us. But you know, our victory, contentment, happiness comes when we stop looking and magnifying ourselves. You say ourselves our problems. They come when we stop magnifying the problems. Because when you see a problem and you begin to look at it, you begin to look at it. You begin to look at it, every time you're looking at it. We magnify that problem in our lives. So we we're going to magnify something in our lives. But we got an opportunity to magnify Him. Scribe greatness to Him. And when we do that, when we turn around and we begin to look at the greatness of God and, and magnify the Lord in our life, instead of uh, magnifying a problem in our life, something happens within us. Next time you're feeling a little bit blue, you ever feel blue? Never, well, Amen. there's a victorious brother, but any, but the next time you little feel a little blue a little frustrated, a little discouraged. Stop! In the name of the Lord. No. Stop! Right there, when you, as soon as you recognize it. Stop. Say, wait a minute. Something's not right here. Discouragement's not mine. Blue's not mine. These this are not my lot. No, he's raised us up. And he's seated us in heavenly places in Christ. There's no discouragement, frustration, or anything in heaven. Right? Anybody who's ever thought of heaven? Oh, we told, oh, what a wonderful place. We're like angels flying around. And it's probably not however you think of heaven, but we, but it's a perfect place. But that's our place now. But I got, what but, but about blue? That's an emotion. That's a thought that comes upon us. Okay? See, don't think that the Lord, you know, the devil's gone into retirement. Okay? He may be defanged, but he's still got a mouth. And he still will speak to us. He'll still whisper into our ear things. That's why sometimes all of a sudden you gotta thought, Where the heck did that come from? You know what I mean? What that's so out of character to me. Of course it's out of character you it's not your thought. So don't you know what I mean? That's why we don't get upset with a thought. We just don't we just don't wanna allow it you know to come into us we can reject it okay but every man is tempted when he's drawn away his loans and then it tights and when lust has conceived when it gets conceived it bringeth forth sin we just never have to conceive any of his thoughts okay and so if you get a, a nasty thought don't get condemned okay just don't let it get birth inside You got the enemy, you got people, you got all kinds of stuff that comes at us. Doesn't mean it's ours. And we got to conceive it for it to be ours. But next time, you might be feeling a little frustrated or blue. Stop and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, that's not mine. You know what it is? I'm magnifying something. I'm not magnifying the Lord. Our life is good. Our life is good we're magnifying the Lord for giving us a good life. He's given us a good life He's with us, our God is with us, and there's going to be a day I believe someday we're going to, when we're up there, whatever I, do, I believe we'll maybe even see uh you know we'll see a picture of our life. And we're going to see a picture of our life of all the times that the Lord came and interceded in our life that we didn't even know it. That the angels of God that we have that are surrounding us, that have gone on before us. Thank God. Just thank God because God is active in our life and he's given us angels. And they're working. You know, we're not in the same situation as the the world is out there. No, no, no. We We got God working. In our life. We can be happy. That we're not out there. In darkness. Not knowing where we're going. Making all kinds of bad decisions. Because we don't. We're living in darkness and we don't know him. We're in the light. We're in the light. We're not in darkness. We're in the glory of God. We got the goodness of God all over our lives. God wants us to know that. He wants to show us how good he is. And when we continue, when we magnify his goodness, blues are leaving. Frustration is leaving. It starts with a thought, and it can end very quickly with a thought. That's why I'm saying remember this word. If you Two words remember today. Magnify and stop. Okay? when you, If there's something out of sorts. Because, see, you know, this comes in and we don't even know it. We don't even know it all of a sudden. What's going on? How come I feel? like It just comes without realizing it. But we can say, stop. And wait a minute. Hey, no. Oh, Lord, you're so good. My life is good, Lord. What a good life you've given me. You're a great God doing mighty things in my life. But anytime the Lord is the center of our thinking, we're magnifying him. And we want to magnify him. Next scripture, Tony. Jeremiah says, how long wilt thou go about, although thou black backsliding daughter? For the Lord had created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. Bishop shared that. And uh, really, there's really something to that. A woman shall compass a man. It's talking about Jesus being the center. You could look at that as prophetic even to our day. Jesus being the center, Jesus being the focus of our faith. Everything revolves around Jesus. When you look at the Word of God, you know, when you look at. Anything we're teaching, anything you're hearing, it should revolve around Jesus. Jesus should be in the center. You know, it's so easy to get into a a flow of teaching of something. And, you know, it might have some good facts. It might have some good things and good revelation. But we've always got to keep Jesus and at the center, our message should always be centered, coming back to Jesus. In Hebrews 10, 6, 10, 6 and 7, it says, In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said lo then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's written to me to do thy will, O God. The book is written all about, it's all about Jesus. In Psalms 40, verse 7 says, Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me. Luke twenty four forty four says, And he said unto them, These are the words which I have spake unto you while I was yet with you. Oh, I'm sorry, Tony. Uh, it's 24, 44. Did I, give you Did I write right? 22? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Live church, yeah. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, Jesus said, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets, in the Psalms concerning me, the word of God is all about Jesus being the center. Can go back to Jeremiah now, Tony. How long, we could say, will you wander about when the Lord has created a new thing? He created a, a new covenant. We don't have the wander. We don't have to wander. We don't have to wonder. You know that new thing is? It's a woman, it's a church, shall compass, revolve around a man. Old Covenant was different. See, it's like Jesus is in the center, okay, a man. A woman shall compass a man. A woman shall compass around the man. He's in the center. See, that was different. This is different from the old covenant. The focus in the new covenant is the man that's in the center. As we compass about him and we focus on him. See, the old covenant was different. Everything was, you could say, was kind of revolved around man in a sense that it was man's performance, what he did. Our, our life was a revolved around our obedience to the law of what we could do. And, of course, that didn't work out too well, okay? It never worked. But the new covenant gets us out of the center. You know what I mean? Gets us out. You know I mean? You're standing there, all the attention's on you. if you have ever been in a place and all the attention's on you? You didn't want it on you? You know what I mean? Get out of the center, you know what I mean? But now we're out here. And he's in the center. And that's where we want to keep Jesus. In our life, we're happy when it's about Jesus. When it's about me, it's good or bad. It's good or bad. Good day or bad day. Good day, bad day. When it's about me. But when it's about Jesus, when I keep my focus, it's about him. Magnifying him, ascribing to him greatness. Keep looking at him. Oh, what a wonderful this world this would be right it would and it is it's ours to have a a wonderful life when it's revolved around jesus we need to just learn to focus on him everything revolves the world revolves around jesus we also we want to cast our crowns at his feet it's all about jesus in revelations 4.10 says, and the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that ever liveth, forever and ever, and cast their crowns and uh, and uh, cast their crowns before the throne. Amen. It's we're taking our crowns, we're taking our rulership, we're taking our about us, and we're laying them before the Lord. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, it's good if we can learn oh, just to keep our focus on the goodness of God, on the greatness, and, and exalt and magnify him, ascribe to him greatness. You know, it's his greatness that did this. It took greatness to do what he did for us. But Jesus, he preached himself. You know why he preached himself? Because everything was about him. Everything centers in the Lord. Jesus said, I'm the door. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, I am the true bread. I am the vine. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that's good. If we got up here and all we did was talk about ourself, you know what I mean? You know, how fast people get tired from hearing from can you say another thing about yourself I just like to hear something about yourself no no but see Jesus when he did it it was refreshing I'm the true bread from heaven etc he could do it you know why because it was life in him and life in his words but everything was called to the attention of him it's pure it's healthy you know you hear politicians get up there, and uh, I almost want to bring out my calculator and calculate how many times it said, and I, and I, and I, and I did, you know. But sometimes you get a president that says, we, we, you know. And it, so- it sounds a lot better to me. Maybe that's just me, but it sounds a little bit better when it's we instead of I, me, my attention on me but we preach him we preach him and we preach him crucified and because the benefit of this whole thing that happened to us that that is so amazing the bible says as he is so are we in christ jesus i'm like jesus i guess you haven't seen my life me i like jesus well, you can agree with what you see, or you can agree with what he says. Because the reality is, this is who we are. You know, the, the gospel is to get us to the understanding of what he did. For what he did in our life, how he perfected us, how he made us complete in him, how he made us the righteousness of God, that he made us a son a child of the living God. You know what? None of those things are process. He did that. And the gospel is trying to get us to to come to the thing and just see what God has done. He's done an amazing thing in our life. Can we see it? Can we see it? Can we focus? Can we believe that as he is, so are we in this world? He said it. It's like the Lord coming up and says, as he is, so are you. In him. That's exactly what it is. He declared it. Hey, he declared, let there be light. And there was light. He declared, let the moon and the stars and all. He declared, let there be. And this is what he says. Let it be. Amen. 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 As he is so we in this world. In 2 Corinthians... 4, 5, and 6, the focus, again, about Jesus. Paul says, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. But we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. We want to continue to preach him. You know, there's a lot of things in the word, and they're important, but nothing as important about preaching him. Okay. For we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined, this is why we preach Jesus, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's why we want to see him. We want to see Jesus. We, you know, that glory, that light, that knowledge of glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ. Do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus in the mirror when you look in there? Do you see Jesus? Don't think it's a small thing or an insulting thing to God. For me to be looking, God would like us to get a picture of ourselves being just like Jesus. He would like us to get that picture, that vision in front of us that we're just like Jesus. And you know what? That doesn't take a single thing away from Jesus, it just elevates us to where we're believing the miracle that happened in our lives. Amen. That's why we're happy. That's why we're happy people. Because of what God did in our lives. Sure, we're dealing with some things. We're still dealing with some thoughts. Some old thoughts of the old fellow that's dead. But man, we're a new creation. But when we preach Jesus, then the light shines from heaven and manifests. And when we preach Jesus, glory comes from that. In Colossians one twenty seven and 28 says to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Oh, he wants to make known to us the riches of his glory whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. That pr- present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. It's not that we're trying to get perfect, but we have to preach the gospel so we can present man, present to man, present man, being perfect, complete in Christ. Again, the gospel is about getting us to see what God sees. And what God sees, oh, is a whole new creation. Jesus' blood is not weak blood. It was so powerful. It was so amazing what it can do. Can you imagine? Just think for a second. Wow. What Jesus did on the cross made me a whole different man. I'm just like him. I'm just like him wow, I'm just like Jesus, wow, that's where God sees me. And he don't just just see me because potential or whatever. That's what he sees. That's what faith is all about. Man, if we could see the way God sees, and that's what we're doing in our faith and our seeking, him, we see God, if we could see just the way God sees us right now, we would see ourselves perfected without flaw, complete. Man, it's amazing when you think about it. Let God change our thinking. Let him change our thinking to what he's already made us. Amen? God made known the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ outside of us is not the hope of glory. Our hope of glory is Christ in me. And the reality is we do have that same spirit that raised him from the dead. We don't have, listen, you don't have a lesser spirit than him. Imagine Jesus standing here. Man, and you look at Jesus and look how amazing this guy is. How amazing this man is. Well, we have the same spirit. God put that same spirit in us, that's in his son. Not something less, but that same spirit. Wow. Well, what's holding me back? My mind. My mind. Magnifying and looking at something. That's not true. But we could turn around and magnify him. But Paul said, preaching Jesus and presenting every man perfect. Doesn't mean... Presenting every man perfect in their behavior, whatever. But presenting to the picture, to a man, that is perfect. Work out your salvation. Work out that perfection. That's already in you. Let that work out into our soul and into our bodies. That's what he's presenting. We're made perfect already in him by what Jesus did. We were sanctified by what Jesus did, not a process. You know, there was amazing things going on in the book of Acts, and I believe part of it was there was such a focus on Jesus, preaching Jesus, not getting into the mundane or the things that aren't that as important, but they preached Jesus. In Acts 5:41, it says, "And they departed." from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and to preach Christ Jesus. And they saw miracles. They saw signs. They saw a lot of wonderful things happening because they kept that focus. They kept magnifying Jesus. He kept preaching Jesus. When we look at our lives, magnify the Lord in your life. Not the problem. Quit telling God how many times you're sorry, okay? But let's get our focus on what he did. Get our focus on what the power of the blood did for us 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because we're in perfect harmony, rhythm, together. When you've seen him, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Remember they said someone said to them, Jesus, show us the Father. They want to see the Father. And Jesus said, No, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay? He was the perfect, exact representation of the Father. And guess what? We have the same thing. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, you might be not run, not running around quickly saying that all the time with everybody, especially as they look around and see some of our uh, things that are less in their eyes. Be careful how you say that. But the reality is when you see us, when you see us, you see the Father. And that's a reality. You know what I mean? Well, what what should I do? I need to, The first thing I can do is just continue to see myself in that way. When you see me, you see the Father, because He's putting, He's given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given me everything that I need. When we look at how the Father feels about sickness, we look at Jesus. How does He feel about sickness? He hated it. He went about healing it. Okay. We look, but we look at Jesus. How the Father feel about sinners? Well, we we look at Jesus, and what do you do? He loves sinners. He loved and cared about sinners. So we need to start, stop focusing, magnifying some things in our life and begin to give God glory for what Jesus did at the cross. Remember, what you are conscious of is your reality. What you're conscious of is your reality. And one last point, one last thought. You'll never be cleaner than you are right now because you're cleansed. We're cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. He cleansed us from all things. You get the point of this message? It's about where we're looking. What are, what are we magnifying in our life? Amen. But we can magnify him, continue to magnify him. by in every day in our thoughts, you know, just remember what are the two two things to remember today, anybody know, raise your hand don't say it, Shana right, okay. what's that? You got a question, okay I mean the soul can speak of of the whole person too okay and uh and it does speak of the woman. Okay, but either one, both of them, is to revolve around the Lord, because we are the woman, we're the church, we're the bride of Christ, so it's looked as a woman also, but when when you but when you start talking about the makeup of us, you know, uh, my soul she shall make her boast in him. It's more an in, in effeminate partner, and our spirit is more of the of the um uh, male, and when they're working together. And so it's like the, in the male, it's like the woman submitting to her husband, as the teachers in the Bible. And as an individual, it's the same thing. Our soul, she, she's, you know, going to be a happy marriage here when our soul is submitting to our spirit, to the male part of us, and learning to, to do that. I don't know, does that help you at all? Yeah. All right. All right.